Yeah, thank you very much for doing this. You're a hard guy to get a hold of because you're very busy and you're doing like really awesome things. Um, and yeah, I know you probably don't do a lot of interviews either. Uh, not so many. Yeah. Yeah. So I already really appreciate that, man. Sounds um, good. Yeah. What's important for me to know about something from your childhood that made you who you are today? Uh, I started playing table tennis at about 12 years old and, um, uh, you know, played it with, in a more like a structured fashion, not just in your basement. So I had a coach and, uh, there's a group of juniors here in Maryland, uh, that played, um, you know, uh, competitively. So, um, that helped me kind of build up that, um, that sports mentality. And, and I just, I absolutely loved the sport. And, uh, when I went to school, uh, at Hopkins, I started a tennis club there, and then uh, from that we had to do a um, a uh, nonprofit, uh, a, sorry, a fundraiser. So we decided to run a tournament, and we ran uh, a four-star tournament in in the U.S. as a bigger, larger-sized tournament, and it was, it just completely sold out. So it it got me into doing events, and then from events we met a lot of different brands from the sport table tennis that kind of led us into uh, where we are in the equipment business. Gotcha. Yolo was that started in 1950? Yeah, 1952. It was a German company. Uh, it's been known to be one of the best table tennis companies in the world. Uh, it, we had sponsored the Summer Games in 1996, 2000, and 2004 as official table. Gotcha. You were brought on as president. There's sure you probably had a lot of a lot of other opportunities that you could have pursued. Why Yola? Uh, so in 2006, that's when we decided to become their distributor. Uh, it was a partnership. They were going to sponsor our events, and in turn, they needed someone in the U.S. to help uh, represent their brand. So when we took it on, um, Yola was nowhere here, and uh, a lot of the equipment mix was missing to be able to reach the American consumer. So we, we started from uh, the sourcing level and built up products for the U.S. market. Uh -huh. And as we did that, uh, we were able to grow the business to be larger than uh, the German business. And so uh, over time, um, the, the owner there uh, was getting to be a little older and he was ready to retire. And uh, we were the best choice to uh, acquire them. So in, in 2019, uh, we acquired the the Yola brands from Germany. So what were you, what company were you a part of before? So we were here in uh, Yola uh, North America originally, okay. and uh, the current name is called Sports Squad. We also do uh, game room products and some other, um, uh, like foosball, air hockey, those type of products as well. Um, but Yola is our primary business. What did it mean to you to be like offered that opportunity to like take on the, the, the German side of Viola and just like the, the organizations the whole? Uh, it, was just, it was very exciting. Um, you know, I think we had a lot of ideas and vision for what we, and what we felt could be uh, the Yola brand to be even stronger and better. And the opportunity to uh, take over the global brand gives us a lot of opportunities just like what we've done with Pickleball. And uh, us entering the football market um, has been just uh, amazing. We, we absolutely have been 
super excited about what we've, what we've been able to accomplish here. Yeah, man, it's crazy. You guys came in, was it 22? Yep, last year, April. Yeah, 22. The things that you guys have accomplished, and of course, there's like a lot of the obvious stuff, right? Like you signed the number one player in the world, and you have also like the hottest paddle on the market, and you've like built a reputation around that. You've also sponsored a lot of like the top players. But it's also like uh, from things I've heard from other people, like when I talked to Jorge Barajan, who owns the pickler, he's like, yeah, we got like a partnership with Yola and they're going to be um, providing like the paddles mm -hmm. and some of the gear. Um, yeah, you guys have accomplished like so much from like being an outsider to, to a degree like, yeah. I don't want to say like beating out the legacy brands, but when you look at the legacy brands, you're like, why would they would have uh, offer this to the community. So like you guys are doing it in like, a very like impactful way. And it's very intentional. It's very awesome to see. What are you most excited for for Yola in like the upcoming year and upcoming years? Yeah, um, definitely uh, what you talked about. It's, it's not just about selling a paddle. Uh, we look at ourselves more than a paddle company. We feel like we want to be immersed in sport. And there's so many different uh, parts of it. And we want to be able to support uh, wherever we can uh, help out with. So, you know, partnerships with uh, clubs has been a huge, uh, exciting part for us. Uh, partnership with Lifetime. Uh, you know, where, where do people start to play? And those, those are the places we, we want to be involved with. Um, what I'm most excited about YOLO is that um, we, just, we just got started, I think. We, we feel like uh, it's, it's only been a year, and we've had some great partnerships with players, with uh, associations, with um, you know, influencers like yourself, and I think it's just—it's so exciting to see a, a sport you know grow uh, as fast as, as it has been. So uh, definitely, we're just—we just feel lucky to be part of it. Yeah, I think the sport is also very lucky to have you guys a part of it because I feel like you have elevated a lot of like expectations, right? Like the paddle, but also the way that you treat players. Like you brought on—I I don't know who started it. It doesn't really matter who started. It. But I feel like you guys made a really big impact when you like signed. You didn't just sign a number one player. You signed a bunch of like people who might not be the best player, but they have a huge impact in the community. Right. And like you said, like connecting with clubs and connecting with like uh, people who are influential in different social media mediums, which is like great to see, right? And it inspired. I feel like it inspired other brands to do the same. Like, oh well, they're doing this a different way, which is cool. Yeah. Is that something that you guys did in table tennis too? Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of these strategies, uh, we've been doing it in table tennis for a very long time. Um, and, you know, I think what we've learned from table tennis, um, it, it really helps us kind of navigate what we're doing in pickleball. Because it, it's also, a, table tennis was also a sport that really no one recognized as a sport. And so we had to do a lot of things to try to figure out how to convince the public or convince anyone to want to use our products let alone play the sport. So with those strategies and with those concepts, we've, we've taken a lot of it from our experience in table tennis. And it's, it's done uh, worldwide for us. Um, like in, in, in Europe and also in Asia, we, we do a lot of similar stuff where we are investing in players and supporting them uh, and making sure that as they move along in their own journey as an athlete, that we can be part of that journey uh, to hopefully uh, see some success from them. Yeah. yeah. When I talk to Colin, Anna, then they all have like this really, really like 
cool perspective that it's not just like receiving support in terms of like a monetary value. But it's like one thing that a common word that was used is like we're with a brand that's global, and that has like a big impact on like how they can see the sport, how can they envision their own career. How do you when you say like supporting players? How do you? Yeah, I guess like how do you do that? Like yeah. Aside from like financial. Yeah, obviously financial support helps, but yeah. you know, like uh, one of our uh, our CMO Tom Tom Win, he's uh, always advocating to just you know that we're all family. Like whatever they need, whatever support, um, we're there to help them. And you know, if it's uh, you know whether it's something at a tournament where they, they just need some, like you know, to grab a drink, like those are little things that we're we're there to support them if we're, if we're there. So uh, we've been traveling to a lot of these tournaments and kind of supporting them wherever we can. So we definitely have more of a, a family perspective towards our athletes and they're, they're really part of our family. That's really cool to feel and just like for you to say, I, I don't know if it necessarily comes from the fact that you've born, raised, and lived in Maryland, but I feel like Maryland, they look out for their people in a lot of ways and they key, kind of keep it like low key, right? It's if you were maybe a corporation or like a company from another like big city, it might have a different perspective or like a feel. And like when I met Tom, man, I met him at like MLP and I honestly didn't, I didn't even recognize him. I was like standing watching and he's just like, hey man, are you Brian? I was like, yeah, how do you know me? And he said he, we had met like years ago back when I was doing MMA and he, we just knew the same people who ran the same circle. Yeah. And the way he treated me was like, like I was like some like Yola athlete. He's like, yo, just come into the player stand with me, grab some food, and he like gave me a vision paddle. And it like that combined with when you talked about how like like uh, partnering up with Lifetime, you want to be at the places where people are starting to play baseball. It formed a very memorable experience for me. Like I'll never forget that. And like Tom also looked out for me. It's just like when I talked about the idea about building baseball, he's like. Well, I was talking about to like kind of validate my idea because that's ultimately what I was looking for. But instead of like validating, he's just like, dude, just give it a try. Because he had worked on similar pro- like projects on his own, like developing an app and all that. And he's just like, dude, you'll never know unless you just try it. And like, I credit him with a lot of the reason why I was able to start what I'm doing now, which is super cool. Um, yeah, I think uh, the people are what make the company. Um, what who Yola is today, and I think uh, it's important for us to find people that are wholesome and you know really um, personifying what our, our brand is about. So you know we we have 140 some employees now worldwide, but we still have that entrepreneurial spirit and you know that that feeling that we want to connect to everyone in the sport on a personal level. So I think that's uh, kind of different than maybe some other brands or other sports or even size of companies, but. Uh, no matter what, I think for us, it's it's that personal connection that we can make with everyone. Where did that come from? Again, scrappiness in the in the table tennis community. I mean, we used to go and visit table tennis clubs all over the country, and you know we're, we we weren't the top brand at that time, and we we just made relationships. And who knows uh, if a relationship will become a partnership in the future? But we made a huge amount of friends, and we felt like this was the best way for us as a company to really get to know everyone else. So, you know, and over time, you know, things change and we have opportunities. Yeah. Before Yola, like, the, when I, when, if I'm understanding correctly, like the German side, like, 
wanted you guys to take them on, right? Mm-hmm. So that is someone who like believed in you guys, believed in what you're yeah. doing. Is, is there someone else like in your life that you credit to believing in you and like why and, and like how it attributes to your successes? President of the business and also forming relationships. Um, yeah, I, I think I've always had the support from my family. Um, they definitely have been there. You know, when I told them, "Hey, I'm gonna start a table tennis events business," well, it was crazy in their mind at first, but it was something that was missing in the, in the sport at that time. So definitely them having given me the opportunity to, to say, "Hey, one," well, they didn't want me to do this, obviously, but they said, "All right, you know, just follow your heart, do what you can." And, and we'll, we'll see what happens. So um, definitely the, the first years where we were just you know kind of uh, scrambling and just doing what we can to try to uh, save a buck so we can make a buck. Um, those years definitely taught us a lot about business. And I think uh, those, those kind of experiences are so crucial for, for entrepreneurs and people who want to try to do something you know, in business or anything they want to try to accomplish. Yeah, so that definitely helped out quite a bit. What else do you think is important for entrepreneurs to know, given like the experience that you've had? Uh, making mistakes is probably the best thing that can happen to you. You know, failure. You know, if you look at it as a failure and just give up, okay. But you know, some things don't always work out. But you got to learn from those experiences, and what you learn from it, you're never going to make that mistake again. So that's that, in my opinion, is. Key to just being successful, just you know, keep on trying hard and making mistakes and having a positive attitude. That, that's really important. Yeah. There's like four years from now, people are like looking at Yola. What do you want people to take from what Yola's done for the sport? Um, we want to position ourselves to be one of the best pickleball brands out there. Um, definitely, we feel. That um, that people feel that they they're connected to the brand. It's not just they're buying a paddle or they're buying a shirt from us uh, or a bag. That they feel that they're part of the Yola family as well. And um, you know that's done in many different ways from our perspective. But uh, I think from a player perspective, like them feeling like we we have things that they need, but they can also learn about the sport from us. Um, yeah, I, I think for for me, it's just. Feeling that they're part of our family as well. Whether you're just beginning or you know you're, you're, you're Ben Johns, you know, all, I think everyone can uh, be able to uh, experience Yola in, in a good way. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely it's a great outlook to have on the experience with a brand. Um, take us back, like when back back to when you were devising a strategy to enter into the pitball space. Like what was going through your mind, like the discussions that you had with the team? Yeah, that was a fun time. It was, it was really interesting because this is a brand new space for us. And uh, we had just started uh, playing ourselves and uh, learning about the products. Um, and honestly, when we looked at the, the pickleball space, uh, we really felt that we can make a difference um, through our experience in table tennis, some of the products we make. Uh, with the, the, the uh, paddles that we have, um, we felt that some of the technology that we have can translate to, um, to pickleball. So, you know, in our experience, it's not just having the best equipment, right? It's also being able to uh, get people to want to buy your products. And the opportunity to partner up with Ben Johns was uh, almost like uh, luck, you know, because I had gone to the YMCA to 
uh, Learn Pickleball, where I met a coach, um, Eric White, and he's actually part of our team now. Um, and he knew Ben from uh, you know many years of playing pickleball. So yeah, the guy looks like a pirate. Okay, yeah, <laughs> call him a pirate. Yeah, that's fine. And I've heard many other things, but yeah, yeah. pirates is a good way to go. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he was, he, we connected and I think, uh, Ben apparently was our neighbor. So he's, he's local. I mean, he lived half a mile from me. So he also played table tennis at the Maryland Table Tennis Center where, um, that's where I grew up playing table tennis as well. So I think that made a very interesting connection and, uh, we got to talking and it, it made sense for both sides. So that was, that was pretty exciting. A lot of people have already talked about Ben, not that there's, you can never run out of stuff to talk about that guy. Uh, he's contributed a lot to the sport. But for me, honestly, like Colin is like I feel like it's a very exceptional player. Without the rankings, you just see the, the way he plays. If there's no points, well, he's number one in men's doubles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got the ranking. <laughs> that was never existed. Just like watching him play is is very for me. It's very entertaining. Like what went into that decision to sign him and. What's like the expected outcome? Colin individually is an exceptional person. I mean, I think he's uh, definitely reaches a different part of the sport that um, that Ben doesn't really reach into. And I think uh, he does a lot more coaching. He does a lot more um, uh, things with uh, different uh, organizations for developing the sport. Um, and he's just an amazing player too. So I think uh, we're excited to see uh, where this partnership goes. Um, he has his, uh, the Colin Johns Scorpius signature paddle, and we're excited about uh, seeing how that does. Um, but he was also instrumental in helping develop that paddle. So the, um, the dimensions, uh, the ratios, everything uh, that was important to him, uh, we also worked on together with him. Yeah, I remember I asked like, Tom, I think a long time ago, well, a long time relative to pickleball, and so early, like, I think like the last year, but I asked him just like, what goes into your decisions about like choosing the sponsor players? And one of the things was just like, what does the person give back to the community? And you're right, like and Colin, if you look at a lot of social media posts, like rarely ever do you see a lot of posts about him playing, but rather like, who is he talking to? Remember he was at like the National like Tennis Association, yeah. the Junior Tennis Center or something like that. And he's like doing camps and clinics. Um, why is that important to you guys? Uh, I think um, the development of the sport is very important. Um, but, you know, for us, working with players or working with coaches, there is a customer journey for everyone in the sport. And, you know, we want to be part of that as much as we can. So whether they're a coach, whether they're an influencer or a player, um, there's things that we can do to, to help each other. Um, but, yeah, Colin, I, I think he's going to have some very influential opportunities in sport, you know, moving forward. I think uh, uh, just having him, not just as a player, but you know, an advisor and someone we can bounce ideas off, I think it's just a great opportunity for us. Yeah, because he gives that player perspective, but he also gives a very like strategic perspective too. Uh, yeah, very like... But I think between Ben and Colin, I think most important that they have is, is the family uh, structure behind them that supports them. I think. Mom and dad are amazing. I think uh, Hannah's amazing. What they have as a family and that cohesiveness that they work together on everything. And they're just great people. I think it's just, I just really enjoy, you know, always working with them, talking about different ideas and concepts. So that's been a great opportunity that you don't get with every single player. That they have that family aspect that's also 
help him support them. Yeah. So just can't help but see like Vin Diesel, you know, like family, family's everything. Right. But no, it's like great to see because that's like the most, in terms of like pickleball, words that are synonymous with pickleball is community. And right. that's like also just family. Um, I know you mentioned that you don't look at uh, mistakes as like regrets, but what do you think was maybe like the most challenging time that you've experienced uh, over the past few years or over your lifetime or something that you think may have like been a mistake or a regret? Uh, it's hard to look back that way, but um, you know, we probably should have jumped to pickleball earlier. You know, we had the opportunity four or five years ago. Um, Mike Squires is our uh, chief revenue officer. He's he always pitches uh, some ideas to me, and sometimes, many times, I, I find him a little bit crazy. I think he pitches to me five years ago, and I kind of brush it off. And I think that might have been a, a regret, but I think timing is everything too. Uh, maybe passing it up at that time, uh, we might have come in uh, as more of a generic brand. You know, we, we didn't really have. Uh, the understanding yet, and then this time when we thought about it again, it was the pandemic. We had played played it for a few uh, weeks and like tried to like oh really understand uh, the sport a little bit more. And then the, the really interesting part was that time the first time we went to play, um, we were in a, a court next to these pros and they were like you know, hitting really fast. Like we didn't even know what a dink was called or a speed up was, and we see them like just going at it. And then we go up to them like, are you guys pros? They're like wearing some you know, cool clothes and everything. And like, like yeah, we're, we're pros. And, and then we found out, um, actually, actually when we got home, that uh, we were talking to Ben Jones and Colin Jones. You know? So that kind of situation was like, well, that might not have happened five years ago. So, yeah, yeah. You know, there's, you know, looking back, I regret for not getting into the sport earlier. I think that definitely gone started earlier and just be part of the sport earlier, but who knows? Like this might have never happened in, in this way. So yeah. What drives you? What drives me? Yeah. Uh, I really have a passion for the sport right now. I mean I, I love playing myself, but you know I feel like I really want to be able to be at the forefront of technology for the sport. Um, you know, being able to work with all these pro players too gives, gives us a, a leg up as well. Uh, and we have a, a team of engineers as well. Um, one of our um, lead engineers is uh, based in Brazil. His name is Fabio. He's, he's uh, definitely brings a lot of uh, uh, the theory behind what we need to put together. Definitely Ben brings a bunch of uh, uh, ideas. Being such a good player, knowing the materials already and being a materials engineer, yeah. that helps. Um, and you know we have a team of 30 employees in China that is yeah that's in the in the business you know understanding you know sports and manufacturing and that's been built up from our table tennis side um, so you know we've, we've been able to pull some of those resources over uh, a lot of those resources over at this point to really help us continue to develop the, the brand I feel like manufacturing just on the, at least on the paddle side just because that's just yeah area that I've been talking most about lately. It's like such a big aspect. Absolutely. I talked to Daryl Wang. He's the founder of Vatic Pro. Mm -hmm. He's only 25, but he's like a Chinese background. So his dad was in manufacturing and then he got into him and his dad got into the paddles, but his dad, he was talking about the process. He was just like, 
usually when you do it with a Chinese manufacturer, if you're from America, you need someone to translate and you need that intermediary. They're yeah. able to remove that, yeah. which is cool to hear. Sure. Um, that definitely helps. Um, I'm also fluent in Chinese, so that's yeah. been helpful for me for many years. Um, but yeah, there's a lot to learn about um, uh, OEM uh, manufacturing, uh, sourcing uh, from China. There's uh, you know a lot of brands out there that's uh, getting some interesting products out of China. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it, it is wild to figure out how to pick the right partners in China and be able to uh, make the products because a lot of this stuff it, it's hard to make here in the U.S. The U.S. is a manufacturing base is very limited now. It's either high tech or it's sometimes just too expensive to make things here. So that's why there's definitely opportunities for uh, many companies to do things in China. So we won't see Yola bringing the manufacturing to the U.S. Uh, no, we, we don't actually do any of our own manufacturing. We do have engineers that you know we create specs and uh, sometimes our proprietary manufacturing methodologies to a partner, uh, and then we work with them to accomplish what we're, what our concepts are. Gotcha. Yeah, it's very interesting when you say like you're fluent in Chinese. It's like growing up, I remember people like if you want to learn any language, it should be Chinese, Mandarin, because they're like it's the best language for business. Yeah. And it's funny just to see that coming like full circle and it just come, it comes back now. Um, talked about it like at the beginning of this, how successful you guys have been, right? And the, the imprint that you've left on the sport, how do you measure success? How do we measure success? Um, I think for me, it's when I go uh, in the evening to play pickleball after work at the courts and I see Yolo paddles everywhere. You know, I'll, I'll start counting, all right, that looks like, today looks like uh, three-fourths. All right, it's a good day. But when I go out there, maybe it's this today is only half. Like, what's going on? You know, so that that's almost like my own like measuring stick that I have. Uh, um, but you know, there's definitely many ways. But for me, that that's where I think the passion comes through for what, what I'm trying to accomplish here. Uh, that when I actually go out and play, that I see I'm proud of what you know, what we're doing. That people are actually enjoying our products. Yeah. You have kids, right? Yeah, I have four kids. Just kids. That's, that's a lot. Um, what What do you think is important for them? Like when you envision them growing up and your time has passed on this earth, how do you want them to remember you? Uh, I think I want them to remember me as a supportive dad. Yeah. Um, really, they need to follow their, their passion. Um, for me, you know, at first the plan was I wanted to be a doctor, and then I went to Hopkins and I was studying biomedical engineering. And then, you know, I didn't really like it that much, and then I kind of fell more into the computer science and materials engineering side. So, um, and I think that 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 path was, you know, pushed by mostly parents that say, "Hey, go be a doctor, go be a lawyer." So that's what's imprinted in your head. But what do you really enjoy? Uh, so. My, my opportunity to really build something in sport table tennis first and then you know, take it to where I am today, that's been because I, I followed my passion. I think uh, definitely I want my kids to do well, um, but uh, I don't want to force them into anything that they don't want to do. 
So um, when I'm gone, I just hope that they I've, I've prepared them for you know what's necessary for them to succeed. Yeah. And again, success can be measured anyway. Like you know, as long as you're happy, as long as you can provide for yourself, I think that's 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 at least uh, what's necessary. Yeah. That's a great way to look at it. Is you just said like that they kind of follow their own path. That you're not steering them in any one direction, but instead like standing by them instead of behind them. Absolutely. Um, what advice would you have for future founders? Yeah, kind of. We've talked a little, but I guess uh, again, uh, entrepreneurship is is so fun for me at least. Uh, and you definitely have to have an appetite for you know, making mistakes, and um, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, I think financial learning that everyone has to go through. Um, but uh, yeah, I think uh, business is super fun for me. And, you know, I think I hope more people get involved in, in sport and in business overall. Yeah, agreed. Um, that's it, man. I don't have anything. So uh, no questions about the. Construction paddle. <laughs> I'm sure they all covered it. <laughs> you're probably tired of hearing that, answering that question. Um, but I'm just grateful that I got to get to know you on a personal level and um, grateful for this opportunity. Like, thanks for you, Tom, sure. the entire team for like. So, how did, how did you start to play football? I. So, I, I was living in Austin, still living in Austin, but it's like always happening down the street. But I just like never took the time to go out there. But then my buddy, he lived has a house in Chicago, Mexico. It's like 40 minutes north of Puerto Vallarta. And he, like, there's like a gated community, they have like some courts, they have like one table ball court there. And as soon as I played, at this point, I was retired from professional fighting. I had my five years in it. And I like was living in Rockville, moved to Austin, tried to like, went through like some serious depression, trying to figure out like, what's my direction in life? Um, not saying that is my direction. Maybe now it's kind of turned into that, but uh, I, tried my hand at a lot of different things and I just needed like a physical outlet. I needed something to like focus my mind on. I needed something to like, yeah, have drive and passion towards. I just have like a massive like insecurity for like failure and just not accomplishing things. And I needed something to give me that like sense of accomplishment, but also just meeting people. And I knew that like, if I'm constantly out doing my doing things on my own that I would never like grow to be like a, a person with that I'd be like happy with right like, but if I surround myself with people like that are more that are just supportive of me then I can have like a more like flourishing life so okay. I've met like a lot of people through the sport of course like people like you two which is really really cool like meeting founders I think like subconsciously I started building pitfall to gain confidence in like starting a business myself because I get to ask you guys a question that I like have about starting a business. So yeah. Yeah, that's, that's exciting. It's yeah. a, everyone's journey is different and I think uh, that's what's great about this sport. It just brings so many different people from different walks of life and and I think having that common um, passion connects people so well. And that's that's great that you're you're part of it too. Yeah. It's yeah. the crazy thing that I never thought like would happen for sure. Like a sport that's with water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean like wild people? You could like you know, one day you could be playing with a nine-year-old, or you could be playing with like a seventy-year-old, and these are probably two people you wouldn't talk to, <laughs> like out on the street. Right. But then you meet them, you're like, oh, this is really cool. 
That's great. Yeah. Appreciate it, Tom. All right. Yeah. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Yeah. Damn. All right. Exciting. Awesome.